0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. It's Simon Marcel. Before I start the show, I just I have a lot of friends that took their kids back to school. It's very complicated. Everybody's trying to play it safe. Some actually went virtual, you know, stayed at home and online. Some others went physically. And uh, if you're a parent or a step-parent or a godparent or grandparent and you took your kids or your grandkids back and forth to school and, and through all this The situation, you know, I know it's been a difficult uh, week. I've heard that from many friends of mine and and, uh, I hope to entertain you tonight with a lot of great love stories, great love questions, and in between, a lot of music. So any questions for me about your relationship, call me now, 855-905-8255. And remember, 24-7, a question for me, leave me a voicemail, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Kimi. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. What's going on? How can I help you?
2: Well, I'm in a little bit of a dilemma, and it has to do with dating apps. I've never really been into them or just online dating in general. I feel it could be a confidence issue. I'm a little shy. But it just okay. almost feels like you, know, you put your best pictures out there and you write stuff about yourself. And then... I feel like it's like shopping for a person. That's always kind of weirded me out. But right now, with everything that's going on, I feel like there's no other option. You can't really meet anybody in person. So yeah. I don't really know what to do at this point to get myself okay. over the hump and the being uncomfortable with it.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see. What makes you uncomfortable? Posting the pictures about yourself, and you don't know which ones to post, or is it what to write about yourself? Which part is the most uncomfortable to you?
2: Honestly, both of those things, and then I just feel like I get anxiety and kind of panic and just stop doing it.
1: Okay. Um, for the pictures, uh, if you have a girlfriend, you have, you have a close friend, a girlfriend you trust.
2: Oh yeah.
1: I would do this if I was not sure. I would just send the three, two, three pictures. You are alone you with your friends, you hiking, or just something like this, or if you have a, a pet with a pet, something very neutral, something you feel comfortable with, and then you send it to your girlfriend and say, what do you think of those three? All right? And then you leave it to her to, to decide yes, no, yes, no. That takes away the self-responsibility to decide alone which one is good, which one is not up to your standard, okay? Okay. Now, as for what to write, the, the less the better at the beginning. You can, you know, look what other people are writing. I've always said what's important is to speak in person. We can't speak in person now, but we can Zoom and everybody does it, WhatsApp, FaceTime, everything, right? So um, guys are visual and guys like two or three pictures and guys like, you know, not a novel. Some, some people write much too much and much too much details. And you visually look at it and you go, off oh, too long. So don't worry about it writing too long. Just who you are, what you like, uh, what you're looking for, but the basics, okay? live it like very neutral, and the more neutral, the more chance you have to attract people because it opens a bigger pool of people. And then you go from there.
2: Okay, I feel a little calmer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> good. Okay. Listen, <laughs> this is a crazy time, and everybody is anxious at one point. I mean, I get anxiety. I take road trips every day, or uh, you have anxiety. We are anxious because we are alive, and it's okay. It's the minute we're not anxious at all that we have to worry.
2: That's great. Yeah, that's words to live by.
1: Wow. Well, maybe. Anyway, Kimmy, good luck to you, and keep me posted. Call me back if you need more help, okay?
2: Thank you so much for the advice, really.
1: Anytime. That's what I do. Thank you so much, and have a good night.
2: Good night, Simon.
1: Coming up, I am going to go listen to Sherry's voicemail because she needs my help. So her voicemail is next. 24-7. If you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail at 855-905-8255, and I'll get to it, just like for Sherry's. Take a listen.
2: Bonjour, Simon. My name is Sherry, and I was wondering, what do you do when you miss someone so much and you don't get to talk to them a lot or see them often? What do you do?
1: Sherry, thanks for the voicemail. What can you do to feel better when you miss someone you can't really talk to often or see often? Stay with me. The solution is next. If you like Sherry who left me that voicemail and you wonder what to do when you really miss someone, you can't really talk to them often or see them often, here's my advice. Whether you write what you miss on your computer, on your iPad, on your phone, on a notebook, on a journal, it has to come out of you. You have to express daily how much you miss them, why you miss them, what you miss in them, and then you decide if you want to send an email, if you don't want to send an email, but you have to like, get those feelings out of your mind to find peace again. So my advice is to write it out. Let your hands, if you have a computer, write everything, and you write to yourself first. If you want to write a love letter, that's always good. But no matter what, It's like therapeutic. You have to talk about it, write about it to yourself, and then you decide if you want to write to the person or not. That's my advice. I hope it helps you. It helps me when I'm in your situation. Uh, You call there next. If you have a question for me, call the rendezvous now. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, André. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, André. So I understand you were kind of a bad boy younger, how can I help you now?
3: Well, Simon, I I don't know how to be in a relationship because I only enjoyed one-night stands. Now that I'm older,
1: I don't want to be alone. What should I do? So when you say older, how old are you? I'm 45. And you've never had a relationship until now? Never
3: had a relationship, period.
1: Okay. But I mean, when you don't know how, because... Um, You feel anxious when you start liking somebody. You're afraid of rejection. Because you know how. I mean, a relationship is you take somebody out to dinner. You get to know them. They get to know you. You do stuff together. You get romantic. After romance, you take breakfast, and the day goes on. And, you know, that's a relationship. You've seen movies. You've seen your friends. So which part do you think you need the most help with?
3: Starting a conversation.
1: Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple tips. This is how you do it. You ask neutral questions at the beginning. Where are you from? Uh, what's your favorite sport? Uh, what's your favorite team? What, uh, what kind of art do you like? What's your favorite type of music? You ask generic questions to get to know the person. And you don't try to talk about yourself so much. You try to be interested in the person that you're genuinely interested in. Okay? Okay. And then as she will reciprocate the questions, starts dialogue and that's the dialogue that is the basis from every beginning of any relationship a good dialogue okay
3: so be a good listener
1: a good listener with the purpose of getting to know somebody not to ulala or be intimate but to really start like a friendship and a romantic one right so i want to get to know you because i'm interested in you that's how it goes okay i'll,
3: I'll give it a try
1: okay And the less you drink at the beginning, the better. (laughs) Okay. All right, André, that's good. Good luck to you. I'm here if you need me. And, you know, when there is a will, there is a way. Thank you so much. Okay, you're most welcome. Have a good night, André. Coming up, I'm going to answer Sylvia's Instagram DM because her husband keeps doing something that really annoys her, and that has to end. So I'm going to help her. That's next. So, I got this Instagram DM at one of radio from Sylvia who goes, Bonjour Simon, my husband criticizes my food and is constantly comparing it to how his mom cooks, and it makes me so mad. I spend a lot of time cooking and he doesn't even appreciate it. How do I handle this? Please advise. Oh, Sylvia, I'm going to help you. What do you do if your partner criticizes your food constantly? And it makes you mad? Oh, I've got a solution for you. Stay with me. Next. What would you do? Honestly, if your partner criticizes your food all the time and even tells you that it's not as good as his mom's food. And that drives you mad every single time. And that's exactly why Sylvia sent me that Instagram DM at Rally Radio. What can I do? What can you do? I have a solution. Don't cook for him anymore. Plain and Simple. So, you cook for yourself one portion and then you eat nicely and you love your own food and nothing for him. If you say, honey, where's my food? What food? Call your mother. She'll deliver some food maybe. But well, what do you mean? I said, well, I've had it. I have had it with you. If you keep not appreciating my food, why don't you have your mother deliver you food three times a day breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Or start appreciating and be grateful to have a partner that cooks for you. Plain and simple. Radical. Trust me, he will change his mind and his tone and his appreciation will change immediately. Men think with their stomach a lot, trust me. So, let's be radical. Thanks, Sylvia, for the DM. You cause the next. Bonjour, Jasmine.
0: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Jasmine. So, I understand you and your boyfriend were supposed to go to France, to Paris, and then what happened?
0: We were supposed to have this anniversary trip to Paris um, in April and we weren't able to go, obviously, because of the pandemic and everything. So my, my boyfriend, I was so destroyed. I mean, I really was destroyed. And my boyfriend, he ordered all this stuff online um, from France and basically set up this whole anniversary date for us um, uh-huh. with like a mini Eiffel Tower and he got like all my favorite foods, pate and, and cheeses and chocolate and um, he even got like my creme de cassis which you, you use to make like cure yeah. wine, he even did that and um, he hung twinkle lights and it was just so romantic, played Parisian music and I think it was the most thoughtful and romantic thing that that I've ever had happen to me, you know and we're oh. still going to go to Paris, it's just we have to wait obviously but
1: it was great i understand i want to know how did that make you feel when you saw all that
0: um i really felt seen like it's one thing to do a a big romantic gesture it's another to pay attention to like all the little details about the other person and Mm -hmm. i think in my past dating history That was the thing that was lacking like I paid attention to everything about the other person and nobody really paid attention to what I loved and so when he did this uh, and I saw that he'd been paying attention and I knew that his love for me wasn't superficial you know it went deeper
1: uh, absolutely. Well said. Well, listen, um, Jasmine. Thank you so much. Uh, best of luck to you and your boyfriend to go to Paris as soon as it's open. Trust me, I'm probably in the same plane because I, I want to go home and see my family. So uh, that's probably me in the first plane possible back to Paris, and you should be on the same with your boyfriend. That would and be great. as
3: yeah.
1: w- yes, and as we say, can you say "Viva la France"?
3: Viva la France.
1: Viva la France, Jasmine. Thank you so much for calling, and have a good night. You too. Coming up, I am going to go help Cheyenne, who sent me a Facebook message question about a guy that she went on a great date with, and then he asked her for something, and she doesn't know what to make of it. So I'm going to go help her next. So Cheyenne sent me a Facebook message question at the rendezvous show because she sent a guy that she went on a great date with, after the date, asked her for her last name so that he could save it on his phone. And she thought that was a huge green flag, right? But her girlfriend told her, no, it's a red flag because he probably asked you that so he can research you. And then, and then Cheyenne go, what do you think of that, Simon? Okay, um, what does that mean when after a great first date somebody asks you for your last name? I'll tell you what I think next. What do you think it means if after a great first date the person you had the date with texts you and wants your last name to add you know, for their phone and save it? you think it's a red flag and they have bad intentions or you think it's a green flag because they're more interested in you and just want to know what's your name? Especially with online dating, we don't know people's last name. So, listen, um, I think it's neutral. None of this is very important. Um, I think it's normal to ask each other's last name. I mean, if I like somebody, I want to know the last name. Everybody research everybody, so no biggie. And what matters is not so much that, it's how your intuition felt. If you felt safe during your first date and your intuition was calm and happy, you can go on a second date. If your intuition was like red flags and a problem, then of course you don't go with him. Always trust your intuition. But asking for somebody's last name, to me, is not a red flag. It's a normal thing to do if you're interested in somebody. So I would give him a second chance if everything else is good. You calls are next. You have a question for me? Call the rendezvous. 855-905-8255 Bonjour Lorraine.
3: Bonjour Simon.
1: Bonjour Lorraine. So what's going on with your boyfriend and his furniture?
3: So, I've been living with him for about 2 years now and we've been together for 6. And I've kind of let him keep all of his own furniture in there and now I'm ready to step it up. So I slowly started bringing new furniture in and I'm trying to redecorate it so it's a place we can both live. But he's super defensive about it. And this is stuff that he's had since college. He's almost 40 years old and I'm just trying to get him to upgrade. And I don't know how.
1: (laughs) I see. Um, What are his arguments for not wanting to upgrade from college furniture to... uh, adult, you know, 40 years old, new furniture.
3: Well, he says that this is stuff that he's had forever and it was really expensive when he bought it and that it's really nice furniture, but I'm telling you, Simon, this is not nice furniture. This is furniture that needs to be completely refurbished for it to look okay.
1: I see. What do you think is the right compromise? What can we offer him that is a good compromise?
3: Well, as a compromise, I would say for him to let me at least switch out some furniture and mm-hmm. let him keep the pieces that he really, really likes. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Basically, it's a 50-50 deal. So He gets to keep 50% of the furniture as is, the one he picks. You get to um, get rid of 50% of the furniture and, and bring the furniture you want and you guys want. You can choose together. And that's a sign of, of commitment and sign of also, I would say, growing up. Don't tell him growing up, but just, I would say, evolution instead of growing up. It's a sign of evolution that you guys are really together. It's you guys' house. It's normal now that it's 50-50. Yeah, it
3: has to be.
1: Yes, it has to be. That I agree 100%. So when you have this conversation, by the way, just wait that he's not, you know, after dinner is great because men with an empty stomach, they don't react well. So. After a good meal, you have this conversation and you should be able to nail a good deal, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much for your call, Lauren, and good luck with that deal. Have a good night. Let's finish the show with a question for you about snooping. If your partner wanted to look through your phone, would you be okay with that or not? We'll talk about that next. If your partner wanted to look through your phone, would you be okay with that or not? Um... Key question, there's been so much snooping. If you hear the show, this I've heard a lot of that. And so, would you let your partner go through your phone at any time? So, I posted that question on my social media, and I hope you follow me, at Rolive Radio. The results are 77% of you voted yes, I'm okay letting my partner go through my phone anytime. and 23% of you said no. And I would say no too, because there's stuff from friends or financial stuff that unless, you know, like. Maybe you're married and all that, but unless you've really like, been together for a long, long time, there's some stuff that's just too personal. It's not about cheating. It's just stuff that takes a long time to trust somebody with. So I would say no, neither would I look to my partner's phone. But that's just me. Thank you so much for listening to the show tonight. Have a good night. Bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.